Yeah, as soon as we got the whole microphone situation figured out. Yeah, wow. I think that's all it was. Yeah, now I have a Darth Vader microphone. We've gone from R2-D2 to Darth Vader. <laughs> you still have... What is blue in Star Wars? Nothing. What? You can be R2-D2. I guess R2. Yeah, I mean, it's the only thing that's blue. Yeah. Or, yeah. Wait, your other one was white? Yeah. We'll call that one Leia. Okay, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Darth Vader, R2, and Leia. Leia died. In more ways than one. Right. Spoiler, Spoiler alert. alert. <laughs> That's how the episode started. But this is Oddity Files, the, the podcast. podcast. I'm Kitsy Duncan. And I'm Clayton Abbott. And you're just hanging with us, chilling, like villains. I kind of have a cold, so I probably sound pretty nasally. That's okay. <laughs> Get well, over it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Somebody's going to think it's sexy, and you'll hear all about <laughs> it on Instagram, I'm sure. Um, yeah, so what's new with you? Not even spooky, just new. Well, just got back from doing New Year's over in the UK. Which was a lot of fun. Because you're fucking fancy. Um, <laughs> didn't even realize that one of the largest New Year's celebrations in the world is in Edinburgh, Scotland. And oh, it's wow. called Hogmanay. And Why do they have to change the name? <laughs> well, it's because it's like a multi-day thing there. Just oh. like bringing in the New Year. Oh, that's and fun. Hogmanay, literally translated, is first day of the year. Oh. Um, in what but, language? Because don't they speak English? Yeah, I know. Okay. Um. But yeah, it was really cool. Just the a lot of like street festivals, Christmas markets. Um, oh, neat! And that city is just ancient. I had no idea, um, and it was beautiful. We um, DJ Jimmy and I went and toured the Edinburgh Castle. Wait a minute! And wah 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 wah. Okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was great. But then, um, you know, got back and and all and now well. you're sick. And now I'm, you can tell that I walked around outside in the cold yes. <laughs> for a week. <laughs> well, while you went to fancy UK, I was in freaking Tennessee, um, which was amazing. It looked beautiful. Yeah. It really was. Uh, we went and saw the in-laws. They had just moved down there this summer and it was great. And we got a cabin on a lake. It was gorgeous. No Bigfoots. However, Uh-oh. oh, uh-oh. There were some weird sounds in the woods, and I live in the woods, but maybe the woods in Tennessee are just different. But there was one night, I was out on the back patio, and there's this weird light in the distance. Okay. And I'm like, okay, there's no way it's paranormal. There's no way it's Bigfoot, but what the fuck is this? Fortunately, Chris, my husband, had brought binoculars to give to my daughter Cassie, because she does all the hiking stuff and things. And... I cannot figure out what the hell that light was. It was like, you know how like in a hot tub or even, you know, like some Bluetooth speakers, the colors just constantly change. Yeah. It was doing that. Okay. And it was like a big light and then a little light next to it. I don't know if it was like lens flare in the binoculars or what, but it stumped me the entire evening. Huh. And then I forgot about it until just now. That's weird. Yeah. And it's not like there was a house over there uh-huh. because the other nights there were no lights over there. I don't know. So if any, I don't even know what town it was in. New something. New something that starts with a Z. 
<laughs> there Zealand. can't be that many. Yes. New Zealand, Tennessee. Um, but it was weird. So other than that, not a lot going on here. Yeah. I uh, I started recording my new podcast yes. to fill time. Um, having one hell of a time getting it up on all the apps and all the things. Apparently, iTunes just does it whenever the fuck they want. I think I remember that. Yes, because it's been sitting there for maybe four days now. Oh, wow. Still in review. Um, can't figure out how to upload to Stitcher. I don't know. I- I've just come to the conclusion that DJ Jimmy wah, wah, is a goddamn genius because this shit is hard. Right. <laughs> Oh, so in your house, do you have heat? Um, yes, it is getting better actually. Oh, good. Um, I woke up this morning and it was the temperature it was set at. So, oh, you know, that's a fucking miracle. We're making strides. That's paranormal, right there. <laughs> Absolutely paranormal. Um, but yes, we're Oddity Files, the podcast. We talk about creepy shit we find on the internet. Pretty much, Google tells us what to to yeah. say. Um, speaking of that. Saw a review, and I know you hate when I call out the assholes Uh-oh. in their reviews, but the review was, try researching farther than Google. Fuck you, <laughs> and the horse you rode in on. Google is king. And no one said you had to listen to the whole thing. Exactly. I did have somebody on Twitter say, okay, I'm going to give your podcast a try, um, but if I don't like it, I'm going to give it a bad review. I'm like, Okay. I mean, does that mean we've made it if people are being assholes to us? But if you like it, will you give it a good review? I don't know. I just sent him back a gift with, I think, Anna from Frozen crossing her fingers. <laughs> Fitting. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do have some paranormal in the news, and I'm kind of stoked about this one. Um, the creator of Haunting of Hill House says, a, says sequel will be much scarier. Wow. Did you watch the original? No. It was it was jump scares, really good jump scares. So I watched the first episode. Okay. And I fell asleep. Oh, it does get better. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's what I everyone swear. said, and I, it was just one of those things that I never got around to rewatching. I've got all those yeah. sitting in my queue right now. Um, the story from Lad Bible says people were understandably terrified when the Haunting of Hill House debuted on Netflix. It's focused on the Crane family who move into the sprawling hill house to renovate it. Little do they know, it's haunted as fuck, and what ensues is enough to spark a small heart attack. Well, if you thought it was scary, then you best not watch the upcoming sequel. The creator says, the creator of the series, Mike Flanagan, says the haunting of Bly Manor will scare the absolute bejesus out of you. I mean, that's kind of setting yourself up for failure. That's true. Which is kind of scary, because... <laughs> I don't know. I just watched season two of You, which the first season I thought was amazing. Mm-hmm. It, it's about a, a guy who's kind of serial killer-ish, kind of okay. Dexter-like, oh. but not killing bad people, killing people he doesn't need in his life, which, gotcha. God, I can fucking relate to. <laughs> um, and season two did not hold my attention as much as season one did. And I know I'm going to probably hear about it from whoever's listening right now, because everybody seemed to love it. But it actually had one of the people from Haunting of Hill House as one of the main characters oh. in there. So, and Robin Lord Taylor. Really? With blonde hair. He looks like the Iowa boy he is. Oh, my. <laughs> it's adorable. I love it. Um, uh. So, yeah. It better fucking scare me, Haunting of Hill, Bly House. Sorry. 
I, I did read recently that some of the characters are returning. Not characters, actors. So I don't know if it's oh. going to be kind of American Horror story It sounds like it is. Yeah. Speaking of, still haven't even started 1984. Me neither. We were supposed to watch it we together. We were supposed to watch and it. this is the only time we see each other. <laughs> well, I speaking of that, though, I did watch Ready or Not. See, isn't it hard to remember? It is Ready or Not. Because I, I looked yes. at it before you got here. <laughs> Did you love it? It was so good. It was for it being original and new and it was just It was fucking really fun. good. And yes. I didn't I had no idea really what to expect. Mm-mm. And it's almost like the Kickass or The Boys or Kingsman style of like gory comedy. Yes. But this one incorporates like horror and it was just so good because All the blood. It wasn't taking itself too seriously. There were parts no. that were like, <laughs> that you just literally laughed at. Oh, I know. And but then there were parts that you cringe at and jump at, and it was just good. It, absolutely. And I love Adam, is that his name? Which? He's from OC. He was oh. the brother. Okay. I love that guy. I've loved him since the TV show, The OC. He was a snarky little kid, and he's a snarky adult too, which, yay. Keep I going with that. I also watched Ma. Ooh, and? It kind of let me down. Oh, bummer. I feel like it could have been a short film. Really? You know, like the premise is really cool and it's there, but it's just all the same thing happening over and over. Yeah. Uh, like, do you know what it's about at all? No. So it's about um, it's about this lady who, um, who gets, essentially, these <sighs> kids ask her to get alcohol for them, like these high school kids. Right. And so, and she's like, not about it at first, but then she's like, what the hell? So she goes and does it, and then she's like, they exchange information, whatever. Okay. Um, And it's Octavia Spencer. From um, the female African-American NASA movie. Um, She's like the heavier set one. She's like a brilliant actress. Okay. Um, If you saw her, you'd say, oh. Okay. Um, And so then... As it progresses, she just like welcomes them like to her basement and says like, "If you guys ever want to like drink somewhere safe, you have a place here. You have to give me your keys. Like you can't, right? You won't let you drive." All She's that being stuff. smart-ish yeah. about it. And these high school kids are like, "Oh my gosh, this is awesome!" And then she like grows a little obsessive about it, just like, and then it shows flashbacks of, um, it shows flashbacks of. Her when she was that age and like not being included in anything, oh, and she was like, she an wanted outcast. to be one of the cool kids. Yes, and so now she, that she has the cool kids at her house, it progresses and it gets. It's definitely more thriller than it is like yeah. horror. Okay. Um, and it it really is good, but then it just goes places that you're like, these could have been deleted scenes. Yeah, um, but it is really good. Oh well, that's cool. You know what I forgot to mention when I brought up my new podcast? I forgot to give the name. May I? Oh, go ahead. So I've, this new podcast, I think we talked about it a couple episodes ago. I've got time on my hands, so I decided to just start a new project because speaking of obsessive, hello, my name's Kitsy. Um, I started a podcast called Get Scared, um, and right now it's on Podbean. Just search for Get Space Scared, but on Spotify, it's just get scared one word. Again, this is all really hard for me. Um, But I have, speaking of shorts, I have, I know a bunch of independent authors 
that write short horror stories. So it's kind of a way to give me something to do to give these people a little place to a voice. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. So and if any of you listening right now write or have thought about writing a horror short you mean anything from murder to ghosts to monsters to I, I was reading one last night and it was the coolest fucking monster on the planet. <laughs> um, just send it to getscaredpod at gmail.com and give it a listen and let me know what you think. And like I said, I'm still trying to get it on all the podcast apps, but I'll get figured out even if I have to keep bugging DJ Jimmy wah, wah about it. Speaking so, thank of, you. literally at this moment, he just said, he texted me and said, tell Christina I said hi. Um, have fun. Proud of you guys. Oh, it's like he knows. It's like he knows. Oh. I, all I said, I just texted him like when I got here. Oh. But he just responded. Kind of creepy. Creepy. <laughs> <laughs> I think I have stories. Do you I have definitely stories? have stories. So last week was the lumberjack, and you went first because then I was like, no That's way. right. I also have lumberjack. So yes. I decided to do something that has, it's a little informational but also very interesting because when i was in edinburgh i was like somewhere this old mm-hmm. has to have a haunted past right especially like medieval when they just like didn't care they would literally just cut your head off for you know <laughs> vlad the whatever style um and there were a lot of ghost tours like advertised while we were there but like i'm not really one to do that like Goes to you know they're so campy so and like this, yes. the man with the top hat and a lantern walking you around and I'm like how can like I know some people can we just come investigate and then yes. we'll let you know what we think yeah so personally I just I don't like the like campy ghost tours same whatever so I don't I like, even like the ghost tours in a building with a bunch of people right I just want to be there by ourselves so I'm just going to cover two haunted locations in edinburgh okay so edinburgh is the capital of scotland and if you're wondering it's spelled the same way like edinburgh the outlets okay spelled the same way okay i call that's an indiana thing by the way i pronounced it edinburgh and i was quickly corrected oh i'm sure (laughs) but it's not edinburgh it's just kind of like a like yeah almost like louisville you know okay you gotta say it like you got a piece of shit in your mouth exactly (laughs) so Human, like humans have been in the city traced back to as early as 8500 BC. Oh, shit. It's a city with a rich and complex history. It's been the site of battles, brawls, sieges across literal centuries. So it's no wonder that people claim that it's one of the most haunted cities in all of Europe. So the first one I'm going to cover because they do a million tours of it. And I was like, okay, well then I, now I just want to know. Yeah. The Edinburgh Vaults. The vaults are the most popular destinations for, like I said, the ghost tours, thrill seekers, blah, 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 blah. When the South Bridge was finished in 1788, there were 120 rooms or vaults underneath its 19 arches, ranging from 21 to over just over 400 square feet. The vaults under Nidri Street were just at a level under the bridge, so some noise off the street, like you can kind of hear it. Okay. But the vaults on the other side of the bridge under Blair Street are three levels below any streets or traffic. So they're like deathly quiet. Yes. Like heart, you can hear your heart be quiet. Yeah. yeah. 
When the bridge was completed, businesses and taverns opened in the small rooms in the underground. It was a bustling place for working people, but because of construction, the bridge was somewhat rushed. Okay. Um, they never sealed the vaults against any flooding. So after about 30 years, the vaults flooded and the businesses were forced to evacuate. I was just about to say that sounds like a huge mistake. Yes. <laughs> then it became a kind of like red light district. The small Ooh. rooms filled with brothels, illegal pubs, criminals, some like poor families and homeless people moved in. Um, yeah, but there was n- no light, no sanitation. Oh, it was just no running water. Horrible. The spaces were just like ridden with crime and robbery to murder. Just, I mean, it's literally like the lowest of the lows down there. Yeah. And legend has it that the famous body snatchers, Burke and Hare, would oh. troll the Southbridge vaults for their victims, though there's really no, I couldn't find any like evidence. Right, right. But it makes sense. Legend and lore. Yeah. Actually, I heard of Burke and Hare yeah. from lore the very first time. Oh, really? Yeah. There have been reports of hearing disembodied voices and footsteps in the vaults. Some people have claimed to have been touched or felt extreme drops in temperature. Others have said they've seen mist or robed figures standing like way down the hall or in the corners. At least two full-scale investigations have taken place in the vaults, and both have just kind of found like different things. Today, the vaults are closed to the public. Like You can't just walk in by yourself. You have to be on a ghost tour mm-hmm. and i found this hilarious is that they actually offer some of the rooms as like private events like receptions and oh if you're just into like weird shit um I, yes please how do we get to run one of those full-scale investigations exactly. so the second place and the more interesting to me is Greyfriars kirkyard so it's said that's hard to say yes <laughs> it's said to be the most haunted place in all of edinburgh and maybe even all of scotland for all of you non-Scots, a kirkyard is a churchyard. Oh, okay. So, which we all know contain like burial plots, blah, 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 blah. The Greyfriars Kirkyard was founded in 1561. Shit. And the first burial was sometime in the late 1500s. Since then, it's been the resting ground for many well-known Scotsmen and women. And there were a few s- souls who were rumored to haunt the, the grounds there okay. still today. One of the ghosts of Greyfriars Kirkyard is said to be Sir George Mackenzie. He was nicknamed Bloody Mackenzie after one of the bloodiest religious persecutions took place on the church grounds in the 17th century. Oh. Again, they used to just be crazy. <laughs> in the early 1600s, a national covenant was signed, swearing that Scotland would have a national religion. Okay. So 50 years after its signing, Charles II took the throne and began to follow the covenant to it to a T. Okay. With the help of George McKenzie, he rounded up those not pledging to the national religion and imprisoned them on the grounds of Greyfriars in oh. what is known now as the, this is also hard to say, Covenanter's Prison. Okay. The prisoners were held... Seems ca- harsh. <laughs> harsh. The prisoners were held captive over the winter months and subjected to unspeakable p- torments most at the hands of Bloody Mackenzie. Ultimately, he was responsible for the death, get this, of over 18,000 Scots. Holy shitballs. In pursuits to uphold the National Covenant. So they were killing their own people. Just that, because they didn't want to follow this specific yes. religion. Ugh. This time period of Edinburgh is often referred to as 
quote, the killing time. Very fitting. Yes. Mackenzie's rule finally ended when he died in 1691. He was placed in a mausoleum on the grounds at Greyfriars Kirkyard, not far from the Covenanters, where the Covenanters' prison was. Okay. Many people say that Bloody Mackenzie's terrors did not stop when he died, but that his unruly spirit is still seen there to this day. I have no doubt. Some people report hearing just noises and some of other felt nauseous while walking near his mausoleum. In 1998, a man that he might have been a grave robber, but like he was just there when he shouldn't have been. Broke into the mausoleum at night while trying to open Mackenzie's tomb. A sinkhole opened beneath him and he fell into a pit. What? Inside the pit were bodies of plague victims that had been ver- buried unceremoniously centuries oh. before. Fuck. I'm, it's not funny, but damn. You can't make that up. No. Like, <laughs> you're not going to break into my tomb. Boom. Opens up sinkhole with plague victims. That's my uncomfortable laugh, by the way. That's terrible. So there is a little, a nicer presence that frequents the grounds at Greyfriars Kirkyard. A dog named Greyfriars Bobby. Oh, puppy. He's a Sky Terrier. Legend has it that Bobby belonged to a man named John, John Gray. And when John passed, Bobby stood at his owner's grave for 14 years. <gasps> Oh, bless his heart. <laughs> Bobby died in 1872 and was buried inside Greyfriars near where John was buried. After that, people, and still to this day, people have heard barking even when there aren't any dogs around. Mm. It's said that he's still there guarding the grave of John Gray. And there's actually a statue of Greyfriars Bobby Aww. in the graveyard. And it's so sweet. Um, but one thing that's really crazy that I'm kind of going to like slip in here. Greyfriars Churchyard, we're just going to say. Actually, if you don't know this, J.K. Rowling wrote a lot of the books in Edinburgh at oh, a place called the Something Elephant. It was like a coffee um, shop or a pub or something. The Elephant it? House, yes. Yeah. And when it came to inspiration for character names, oh. she looked at the tombs in Greyfriars Kirkyard. Um, that explains so many of the names. Right. So... Robert Potter is one and you oh. can like you can go there and like you can see them Do and she even she even says like this is you know Neat. um there was a McGonagall a William McGonagall she Aww. got that name um Moody uh there were I feel like Hermione would have come from a gravestone unless it's a family name of hers um and Lord Voldemort himself the grave of Thomas Riddle he was he died in 1802 at the age of 26. I am covered in goosebumps right now. But yeah, like Thomas Riddle is a real person with a real grave in that graveyard. Neat. Um so it took like 4 hours on the train from London to get up there. So it wasn't bad at all. No. Did not realize how fast those trains go. Like <laughs> I've just never like we've been on trains before. Yeah. I've just never cared to be like I wonder how fast we're going. Yeah. And I was like we're probably going like 80ish. And so I opened Waze, and you know how Waze yes. shows you the mile per hour? Yeah. We were going 121 miles an hour. What? That's <laughs> kind of cool. But I was like, we were soaring through. However, because I was just like watching the map a lot, I noticed just like a two-hour drive north mm-hmm. was Loch Ness. <gasps> 
I know I didn't go, but I was like, that's so cool that it's so close. And I got you something. You did not. It's. Oh my God. Let me see that. It's the great big monster in a wee box. This is amazing. Thank you. It's a, it's a, like a blown glass Loch Ness monster that you can like put on your desk or something like that. With and, all my stuff and all my things. And we'll, so cool. we'll post a photo. But I saw it and I was like, that is one, hilarious. And two, so perfect. that. Oh, it's so pretty too. I love that. Thank you. <laughs> when we're done with this, I'll set it all up and we'll get a cool picture of it. Oh, thanks. Oh, so you had fun though. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, the New Year's like actual countdown itself was crazy. So the castle sits like over the city, mm-hmm. and the city's kind of like all around it. So regardless of where you are in the city, you can more or less see the castle. That's where they shoot the fireworks off from. Oh, so it's just like you're just kind of overwhelmed yes. with it all. But it was it was really really cool. Um, James had been there before okay. when he studied over there. Oh, I forgot he was so fucking fancy. Yeah, right. And so he. He talked about it all the time, and that's why when our two friends that were supposed to go with us um, couldn't go, we were like, you know what, let's just, since we've been to London so many times, let's explore a little bit. Very cool. Yeah. That's exciting. I love that. Very cool. I've not been to, I've pretty much only been to London and wherever the Harry Potter Studios is in the UK. I just want to go and just like spend a month there taking trains to all the places and staying in haunted castles. Do it in the summer. Was it cold? It was cold. And it just gets dark at like 345. Oh, fuck. That's awful. (laughs) Like dark. How is everyone not bitchy in the winter? Well, that's what I was just. When I was there previously for, you know, three, yeah, like three solid weeks, that was the hardest thing. Yes. Just gets dark so early. Oh. I didn't even know that. Yeah. And That's so crazy. it's four, you know, like half past four and you're just like, I'm kind of getting sleepy. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my gosh. Oh, yes. Summer. Absolutely. Maybe spring. Because I do love spring in London. Yeah. It's so true. pretty. Um, so I have a story and it's kind of weird how I came about it. So there's, you know how even before we started this podcast, I just started putting down story ideas that I found on like mysteries of the museum and things like that. So I I was going back to one of those and I Googled which season and episode it was because I have literally, literally bought every season of mysteries of the museum on Amazon prime. (laughs) Rightfully so. And it was supposed to be episode, no season three, episode seven. And it wasn't on there, Hmm. but it did have this story. So somehow somewhere somebody wanted me to tell this story. So here it is. Um, It's been a hot minute since I've done a good old-fashioned curse story, and this one is good and old. Sit back and chillax as I tell you the story of a cursed poker table. Otherwise, nope, it's not a poker table, though. I don't know why I put that. I think it's because I was writing before (laughs) I knew the whole story. Uh, A cursed blackjack table, otherwise known as the story of Suicide Table of Virginia City. And the story goes a little something like this. In 1891, Virginia City, Nevada, for the last 30 years, this town had been a part of an insane mining boom. So the story takes place, the beginning of the story takes place in 1891, and for the last 30 years at that time, I don't know what I was thinking when I wrote that, 
This town has been a part of an insane mining boom. People were richer than rich and always looking for more ways to make more money than God. Charles Fosgard was one of the lucky ones and decided to invest in a gambling table in one of Virginia City's many saloons. I didn't know you just like bought a table and put it in the saloon yeah. and worked it and made money off it. I had no idea. It's kind of cool. <laughs> Can we do that now? <laughs> um, when he finds an old and weathered gaming table just sitting in the back of the Delta Saloon, he thinks it's his lucky day. The table was set up in some weird pattern, but Fosgard decided he wants to turn it into a blackjack table and does just that. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Fosgard starts raking in the dough because it seems no one can win at the table until dot, dot, dot. A miner who'd been cleaned out in some other gambling house stumbled in half drunk, as it always happened back then. It's, mm-hmm. I just imagined everybody <laughs> being drunk in the good old Western days. So as the story goes, he gambled a gold ring against a $5 gold piece and won. He played all night long and kept winning at this table nobody ever won at and by morning he had won over eighty five thousand dollars in cash whoa at that time right and uh which was all the money fosgard had but the player continues to win and fosgard is forced to hand over a team of horses (gasps) and his interest in a gold mine whoa can't you just cut him off he'd let the guy keep playing i don't know that's the only I problem know, yeah. I have with the story. <laughs> um, and it was everything Fosgard had in the world. That's like a, a bazillion trillion dollars in today's money, right? Yeah. Okay, just maybe. about. It's just an estimate because <laughs> math is hard. So Fosgard, feeling he had nothing left to live for, live for, takes out his Old West gun and proceeds to shoot himself in the head <gasps> right there at the table. Most feel that Fosgard's bad luck was the only reason for his suicide. But then the rumors start. As they do. The story is that this table was has been cursed since the start, since before he even found it. And the weird pattern that was previously on the table was a very popular game at that time, which was 30 years prior when okay. the, the mining boom happened, and it was called Faro. Okay. Have you ever heard of it? Never. So this was a French card game that was popular in France, and it made its way to the Wild West. It was played with an entire deck of playing cards... One person was designated the banker. Card games are so hard for me. I wrote all this up and it still doesn't make any sense to me. Okay, so one person was designated the banker and an intermediate number of players known as punters could be admitted. Okay. Oh, no. Chips called. Chips were called checks were purchased by the punter from the banker or house. See, it's so hard. From which the game originated. Best values No, bet values and limits were set by the house. Usual check values were between 50 cents and $10 each. Okay. Which still sounds like a lot of money back then. I agree. So the former owner of the Delta, who has the best name ever, you ready? Black Jake. Oh, fitting. I know. Decided, uh, like Fosgard, that he could make some money off the local boom. Because if the miners weren't spending their money on booze or sex, they were spending it gambling. So Black Jake decides to put a faro table in the Delta because he is always looking for the next big score. I mean, I'm in for this story if for no other reason than the name Black Jake. (laughs) Can we change my name to Purple Kitsy? Yes. Okay, yay. (laughs) Um, Black Jake was known for being a greedy fucker, 
So almost no work and all gain was the right choice for him. Soon he's raking it in. He's got the booze, the gambling, and the sex. I mean, weren't all saloons brothels back then? Basically. I would assume so. Um, I hope he got the gamblers drunk and laid before he took all their money, <laughs> because that would really suck if he didn't. <laughs> um, I think the current Delta Saloon should have t-shirts that say, I got drunk, laid, and robbed by Black Jake. <laughs> That's just a thought. Just putting it out there. You can pay me later. Um, so as you can imagine, Black Jake was laughing all the way to the bank until, dun-dun-dun, one dark and stormy night, some random miner walks into the place and places his life savings on the final hand of the night. Okay. And the dude cleans up, winning $70,000 oh, off old Black Jake. My God. In that time yeah. of money. And as you can imagine, Black Jake was pissed. Um, that's over a million dollars today. Whoa. I didn't do the math, so we know it's right. Um, while Black Jake was one of the richest men in Virginia City, he doesn't have the money to cover the Lucky Ducks winnings. Black Jake decided the only way out was suicide. <gasps> yep. He stepped away from the table, took out his old-timey gun, and shot himself in the head oh in front of the table. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Do you see a theme here? Uh-huh. A few years later, stories say that another cowboy tried to get rich quick at the, and run the same table and the same faro game. The second owner, whose name was lost in history because sure. I can't find it anywhere, allegedly, I don't even know the guy, he ran the table for one night's play, one night alone. So the official record doesn't verify whether he committed suicide or was cashed in by his angry creditors, but he pretty much still died at the hands of the table because he lost all his money yep. again. See what I did there? I got dad jokes for days. He died at the hands of the table. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so after these three untimely deaths, the now deemed suicide table was put away, never to be played again. Wow. But it's now been restored back to the old faro table, and it's it started out as and is on display at the Delta Saloon. I thought you were going to say Zach Bagan's museum. I can't believe you know I can't believe he doesn't <laughs> own that. I think he's slacking now, because Virginia City he's investigated several times. We need to get it before he does. Damn it! I don't know if I want to touch it though. True. <laughs> But it's now been restored back to the faro table it started out as and is on display at the Delta Saloon covered by plexiglass so no one can dare even touch it. Oh, smart. Some say the table is now haunted by Black Jake himself. That's worth whatever fee there is to get in there and meet old Black Jake. The reports say there's an apparition of a man who'll be seen sitting at the table, stand up, and shoot himself in the head. Whoa. So it could be any three of these yeah. guys. Um. It's a pretty bold claim, but I'm not going to lie. I do want to see it. It's really cool. Yeah. And there you have it, kids. The story of the suicide table of Virginia City, thanks to KTVN.com, DeltaSaloon.com, RoadsideAmerica.com, and Paranormal Ghost Society from the Google. Uh, and I guess as you're riding up into Virginia City, there's all these billboards, like every 20 feet for the suicide table. Oh, and I forgot to thank the rugged genius of a pun master, Don Wildman, from Mysteries at the Museum. <laughs> That's awesome and really intriguing. And it's just like one, of, like you said, one of those stories that you just like. Yes, exactly. I mean, nobody, it doesn't say who cursed the table. Right. Or maybe the moral of the story is don't gamble. It's, it's like <laughs> the story is actually all made up as exactly. like 
an anti-gambling campaign. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's it's cool. And I guess people, uh, you can go into the saloon and have a drink and check out the table. Something about a globe there that I didn't look too much into. There's more information on the deltasaloon.com. I guess it's worth bazillion dollars oh, as sure. well. But it was a fun story. And I, I figured you did a haunting, so yeah. I would do something little different still i want to know who cursed the table no i need to because we started off doing quite a few curses and mm-hmm. now, now it's been a while maybe i yeah. should brush up the curse game i know did you see you had to have seen it because someone shared it with us that whispers estate <gasps> is up for sale is that for sale i know i already talked to chris he said i can't have it good he's like why does that sound familiar i'm like because you've been there He's like, well, you can't buy it. I'm like, well, I don't think Clayton would be up for that anyway because yeah. you've not been. No. You had that terrifying dream yep. before we were scheduled to investigate that. Yes. Best Ouija board session, second best Ouija board session I'd ever had. So if you haven't heard it, and because we have a little bit of time, yeah. um, basically, as we've talked about on past episodes, our Benton County... Farm, farmhouse. Benton Family Farm? Benton County Farm? F- family. Benton Family Farmhouse. Because aside from the house that scared the shit out of you, uh-huh. it's like a family farm where people bring their children. Yes. Just putting that out there. <laughs> so that investigation had like some lasting effects. And shortly after I had this dream, um, and it was really vivid and I could like see where I was and um, I was in like some sort of attic and I, there was like a window in it. And all of a sudden, I felt uh, in my dream like someone had like weighted down my entire body. And then, again, in my dream, I started like losing control of myself. Like I was speaking, but I could tell like I wasn't speaking. Right. But right. my body was speaking. And all this, like, it was like something was taking my body over against my will. And then, of course, I like woke up in a cold sweat and like just like paranoid beyond belief, terrified. And then it was. That next day, um, I text our friend Molly. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, I just had this crazy dream. Like, do you think that has any significance? Anything, whatever. And she said, have you talked to Kitsy in the past couple of days? I was like, no, why? And she was like, she just asked if I'd be down to investigate a place called Whisper Stays, blah, 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 blah. Get online, look it up. And it looks like the room that was in my dream. Oh, when when and, you described it to me and I got there, I'm like, oh, this is exactly where Clayton was. So I was like, I think it would be best if I just sit this one out, go have fun, yeah. <laughs> let me know how it is. And and after which Molly even said, like, I think just like for your own sanity, it was good that you set it out. Like, had you gone, seen the space that you had seen in your dream, yeah. it would have been like... It would have fucked with your head. Exactly. Yeah. Overwhelming. So... We'll wait for a different place to come up for sale. <laughs> <laughs> I still have my, my eyes on that odd fellow's building oh, down yeah. the road here that I want so bad. I just need to look into it and just fucking figure out a way to fucking finance it. I don't know. But that Whispers was a really cool investigation yeah. for us. Um, something, not in the attic, but on, on the top floor in the servant area. Something weird in that closet. And, and just in the whole servant area there, there's it's the only time we captured, I think it was with a GoPro, but there was just this little ball of light, not floating through the air, but you saw it roll on the floor. And then when it got to the wall, you saw it go up the wall 
and then out the door. I've never seen anything like that before. So crazy. Insane. The the place is known mainly for a little girl. It's not Mary Elizabeth because that's Octagon Hall, which I have a story about that. Um, but never, never made any contact with her. Yeah. Had a whole conversation with a lady in the waiting room of what used to be a, no, a man in the waiting room, what used to be a doctor's office. He was waiting for his, his wife who had fallen and I guess she died. Oh. It was insane. But Octagon Hall. So season three, episode one on Amazon Prime is our Octagon Hall investigation. Yes. And we got this EVP that was just insane. Probably our number one EVP ever. Not captured on an EVP recorder. Not captured on our handheld video cameras. But again, on a GoPro. Yep. Um, you hear a little girl say, do you have any quads for me? In a very little kitty kind of speech impediment. Yeah. And I was watching something on Travel Channel. I think it was My Ghost Story or something. Okay. And the guy who actually runs Octagon Hall that we had met was yes. on there. Okay. And they played an EVP that they had captured when we were there. And it was the exact same fucking voice. Whoa. It, I, I'm getting chills just thinking about it. But, you know, you hear EVPs, this, that, and the other. But the fact that that was the exact same little girl's voice with the exact same little speech impediment talking about playing again. Because I I felt like in that was residual energy talking about playing a card game. She goes, will you play with me in this EVP? And it just really hit home that. That was fucking real. Yeah, it's the same girl. Does that make any sense? <laughs> yes and no. <laughs> like, yeah, you know? I. It's just like holy shit. There is a little girl trap there. <laughs> it's kind of my thought yeah, process on that. Right, there. absolutely. So I don't know. It's just weird how shit hits you. I mean, yeah. when we're there and in the moment, and I'm reviewing evidence, it's all like, this is ours. This is ours. This is ours. This is what we did. This is what we did. But then you hear this little girl's voice on other people's evidence. You're like. What do we do for this little girl now? Yeah. I did actually have an email from somebody asking why we don't let the spirits, why we don't try to get them to pass on. Oh. But the places we investigate are all businesses that are run Mm -hmm. for the investigations and we're specifically told not to ask the spirits to pass on. And it also goes back to like, we could tell them to. And, like, tell them that they're allowed to. But that doesn't mean they're going to. And, you know, we don't have any certification that says that we can successfully do this. So it's like... And even if we try, we don't know if it fucking works. Right. So I feel like with that aspect, it's like we're just not qualified. (laughs) No. And is anybody. Exactly. I mean, it's up to that specific energy to pass on when they want to pass on. Yeah. I did watch... The first episode of the new season of Kindred Spirits yesterday. Yes. Watch it. Okay. You'll enjoy it. Okay, They cool. did a stellar job. Awesome. And they got, they had a full-on conversation with a spirit by the Wonder Box. I don't know if spirits are just fucking figuring out the spirit box. Not Wonder Box, spirit box. Uh-huh. But just the evidence off of that thing lately has been fucking amazing. That's so cool. So definitely check out Kindred Spirits. It's on, <laughs> yep, you guessed it, the Travel Channel. 
It's Adam Berry, Amy Bernie, and they added Chip Coffee. Yes, they did. So I'm so excited about that. I love that fucking guy. He's yeah. like my unicorn <laughs> of the paranormal world. Someday I'm going to meet that motherfucker. But what are we at? We're good. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. But that's our show, guys. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed our story. Sorry I'm a little nasally. Oh, it's sexy and you know it. <laughs> it sounds like when we were at Salt Lake. It does. <laughs> and the two of us were just. <laughs> that whole episode. <laughs> Just a lot of snot. Uh, oh, speaking of those episodes, check us out on Amazon Prime. We've got three seasons on there. Third season, my absolute favorite. Uh, so good. If you want to skip season one, my editing was really bad. The evidence is great, but the sound is terrible. <laughs> we are also, in all things considered, newbies. Literally. And our like equipment was not what it is today. And so yeah, don't. If you're going to watch all three, start with one. Yeah. Yeah. Don't work backwards. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, check us out on all the socials. Uh, we're at Oddity Files on Instagram and Twitter. We're also on Facebook at Oddity Files. We also have a Facebook fan group called yes. our Facebook fan group. We've got some merch up at OddityFiles.com. Um, and stories. We need your stories. Yes, We're, please. We, we The last episode kind of thinned us out on our paranormal listener stories. Yeah. So, so anything that's happened to you, whether you've been somewhere and something happened to you, or even if it's a suggestion of a story you want one of us to cover, yeah. um, just let us know. OddityFilesCrew at gmail.com. We would love to hear it. Um, UFO stories, Bigfoot, Nessie literally any story all we ask is that it has a beginning middle and an end so that we can tell the story we don't want her to say one time i saw a ghost yeah exactly the and then we're like okay that did not take <laughs> the 15 minutes we needed um but yeah we'd love to read your stories make sure you rate review and subscribe nicely please and yes we only check the google um but we appreciate you guys so much and i know you're so fucking sick of me saying that but please keep doing what you're doing tell your friends retweet share all that good stuff and where's the new cool goodbye ghost on oddity files is an independent production intro music created by dj jimmy wah wah the opinions expressed on this show are ours and ours alone our logo was created by me if you like the show and would like to support us, you can watch Oddity Files on Amazon Prime. You can buy merch at oddityfiles.com. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Oddity Files or on Facebook at facebook.com slash oddityfiles. You can even join our weird little Facebook group called Oddity Files Fan Group. It's a closed group, so you'll need approval, but we do approve everyone. Most importantly, you can help us spread the word. Tell a friend. Tell an enemy. Tell your boyfriend. Tell your ex-boyfriend. Tell your grandma. Tell everybody. Share and retweet. Just help us get the word out. We appreciate each and every one of you and couldn't do this without you. If you have a story you want to know more about or a personal story you'd like to hear us read during an episode, email us at oddityfilescrew at gmail. If you have a corrections corner, go ahead and give us a call. It's 317-300-6699. If you have a venue you'd like us to do a live podcast at, reach out at oddityfilescrew at gmail.com. Also, take a couple minutes, 
rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast on all the major podcast apps. It also helps us get out there and in front of the public eyes. And remember, kids, weird is the new cool.